Hey everybody, welcome to episode 35 of the Harmonics Podcast. Yeah. See, to me that sounds like crackling. Like, sounds like a crackling fire. Sounds like the ocean. Sounds like rain. Sounds like the rain. Yeah, rain or the ocean. Supposed to be applause. We have a soundboard today, guys. Okay, we'll, right. we'll get there. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, I think all the other ones are really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is episode 35. Uh, people responded quite well to our last podcast, which was specifically, at length, a discussion about hardcore punk. Mm. Um, and it was also... So our last podcast was a very last-minute change of plans. We were supposed to interview art director Ryan Lesser, he canceled on us, um, so I grabbed trites, uh, and we talked about hardcore. Went over all right. Um, this his, week, is that his specialty? It is. He is obsessed with with hardcore music. I didn't know that. Like, if you ever, his shirts, his um, sweatshirts are always like oh. bands I've never heard of that like play basement shows that he loves. Huh. Yeah, you should listen to our podcast. I, I should, I guess. <laughs> Uh, joining me is Amin Zarukian, who's been on the podcast before. Um, we talked to him about his band. We're not going to talk about his band today. No, we're not going to mention but Spirit, Spirit Kid. Kid. <laughs> Spirit Kid, who just played a very big uh, a show in town with uh, Eli Paperboy Reed. Yeah, that was fun. That was awesome. It was really good. A special request. Amin uh, did a song that I requested. He, he covered the Beatles one after 909. Got the crowd yeah. dancing. I thought it, was, it went over real well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that the biggest crowd that you've ever played for? Um, it was packed. With this band, yeah. Yeah, you played for bigger, I bigger have with other bands. Oh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, when I was in Zeppelin, <laughs> and I was in a Billy Squires band for a while. Also. The, the Strokers. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> wow. Uh, but no, congrats. That was that was that seemed like a really Thanks, good yeah. mini tour thing. Um, cool. So right. So, following the trend of our last podcast, this week we were scheduled to have um, <clears throat> our friend Jason Kendall, who works here and is sort of like, uh, he's been around the block a few times. Uh, he was in The Amazing Royal Crowns, which is a really mm-hmm. big, uh, well, in its own world, it was a big rockabilly uh, band in the 90s, and I think he toured something like 200-something days a year with them. So uh, he has a lot to talk about, but he canceled at the last minute. Uh, And yes, yeah, Yeah, that is sad. (laughs) Um, He canceled the last minute and maybe not coincidentally, him and Ryan Lesser are now in the same band together, Megasis. Ah, So I'm seeing a trend, seeing a trend here from Megasis. Uh, I will just not bother inviting uh, Brian Gibson or Paul Lyons. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So... We're picking up the pieces, and Amin and I are going to talk today sort of in the same vein as we did with Hardcore, um, because we actually got a f- number of requests to do this. We'll talk about um, ska music, which I'm a huge fan of. I know you're a big fan of. Um, you've even been in some ska, or at least like Rocksteady bands, yeah, right? Yeah, I was in a band called Mass Hysteria for a bunch of years, and it was mainly like traditional ska, Rocksteady kind of stuff. Yeah, I played guitar. Sweet. Yeah, that was that was a fun, uh, was a fun experience. So uh, it's a good subject, I think, to talk about. Um, I, I, the first topic, I think, we should get right out of the way. I think for for some reason, ska is maligned. If you mention that you like it, a lot of people's very first reaction is like, "Oh God, 
Really? Um, I know. It's kind of like... Yeah, they boo you to your face it's if not, you say it's that. It's not fair, though. Right. And what do you think the reason is for that? Why, why do you think people have such a negative connotation? Um, I think it just took a polarizing thing, really, is what it comes down to. Right. So ska as a music uh, style has been around for a long time. But um, in the 90s, there was this huge resurgence of it. Uh, and I, my theory is that it's the 90s fault. <laughs> um, so in the 90s, there was this huge resurgence, uh, sort of led by our friend, uh, our friends, the Bostones, the Mighty Mighty Bostones, mm-hmm. who I think are great. And I think they sort of were pioneers of what they did. They sort of combined um, hardcore, actually, a little bit, punk and uh, ska. They called it ska core. Um, but following them, I think there was this whole, they sort of brought, brought the thing to America um, on a wide scale. And there's this whole slew of bands that followed like all across the country that uh, I think tried to do what they did yeah, and did it in such a way that it turned people way off. That's my theory. What do you think? Oh, just kind of when there's too much of something, maybe that's what. Right. That's the problem. And it sort of took so like it, it sort of became like a really goofy thing too. Like there are a lot of like the their names are based on puns and like mm. the bands are goofy and it was just like it was more pop punk than anything. I yeah. think. Yeah. Uh, and I think that turns a lot of people off. And uh, <sighs> have a drink. <laughs> um. But I sort of wanted to talk about the history of, of ska. So what's sort of appealing to me that I've always liked about music in general, like say one of the first bands I got into because where I grew up, not a, not a wide swath, was like Led Zeppelin, right? So great, I always... Great first band. Right, that you were in. Yeah. Uh, uh, John Drake is here now John all of Drake a sudden, showing up late as usual. We're taking, we're taking our soundboard uh, away. We have a soundboard on the phone. Uh, that's cool, we don't need it. <laughs> Well, you know what? Let's just do one. Yeah, let's do. Uh, hey, John Drake's hey, John here. Drake's here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they're booing him. Jesus. <laughs> 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 you are the worst. That party's over now. <laughs> For now. Hey, Drake. Sorry, I'm late. So I was just explaining that we're talking about ska music today, sort of like we did last week with the hardcore podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, again, because of a cancellation of who we were going to interview. Why do people not like you? Uh, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a real problem. It's a mystery. Um, but I was saying, so like with Led Zeppelin, I, I was always interested in finding out like who their influences were. Sure. And like going back to old blues stuff and then like going way back to the very beginning of like, like Lead Belly and all that. Yep. Um, and ska is sort of the same way. Um, I like delving into the past to find out who influenced who. So, like, I thought we should just lay it out. There's, there's sort of a cool, a cool history to this this music. There have been what what uh, people have classified as three waves of ska. There's the first wave that was like in the '60s, early '60s to mid to late '60s um, in Jamaica, which and, came out of mento music. Mento. Mento. A delicious mint. Yeah. <laughs> talk, talk about Mento. I, Which is kind of like Calypso. It's kind of Calypso. Right. Calypso was big Mento. in the 50s with Harry Belafonte. Yeah. Into, Island music. Which kind of turned into ska. As and ska was, was really, it had a big influence from American like soul and R&B too, Yeah, right? it was basically, yeah, it was like Calypso meets American soul. Yeah. Which they were getting from the airwaves, through the airwaves, I think from like Florida or something. 
Yeah, yeah. And some people have said like they got it through the airways, but it was like a bad signal. So that's signal. So that's sort of how they came up with like the the broken like. I heard that. I mean, it sounds like <laughs> sounds like BS, but it's a good story. People say that. Yeah. People Eric talks to say that. <laughs> Wikipedia says. That. <laughs> um, That's really the only people you talk to nowadays. Yeah, my it's only okay. friend. Okay. Uh, um, feel free to blow the electric kazoo that Amin brought in for no reason. Why is that the way it is? Yeah. <laughs> Did you just go di into like a distortion pedal with that? I guess so. It's this is Bill's. That makes electric sense. Electric kazoo's audio guys. Bill, friend of the show. Yep. Yep. Uh, first wave, there were people like Desmond Decker, um, Toots and the Maytals. The Scatolites. The Scatolites, which sort of the start of like using <laughs> ska as a pun in the title, which, which I think is too bad uh, in, the, in the end, as I was saying in the 90s, or a dime a dozen ska yeah. pun bands. But the Scatolites are amazing. Uh, all instrumental band. They, they didn't have like, they, they would play, actually Bob Marley's early stuff when it was ska, they backed him yeah. in the Whalers, which is interesting. They would back up a lot of other singers and stuff, but they were a unit as yeah. a band. Um, Derek Morgan, one of the early guys. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Prince Buster is another one. So I don't know if you are aware, sort of the first... MC beef battle happened in the early 60s between these two guys, Prince Buster and Derek Morgan. Have you heard about this? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Continue, though. So, like, back when, when, when Ska was just kind of get, getting started, the thing in reggae was like, a uh, thing in reggae, thing in Jamaica was like, um, people would play off the backs of buses, like uh, big, like flat, flat uh, bed trucks. We should bring that back. Yeah. Mm. And they would just, like, play off trucks and, like, different companies sort of had their singer or whatever. Um, so these guys, Derek Morgan and Prince Buster were competitors. Prince Buster, uh, um, accused Derek Morgan of stealing his music. So they started recording songs about each other, like talking smack at each other. It's pretty awesome. And I think it's the first, uh, MC beef battle. Um, but it's actually really good music too. It's just like total, total smack talking. But it didn't escalate into like a flaming bus war or anything like that. Might have. Because, like, the Chinatown bus companies that drive from New York to Boston, there's been accusations of bombs being thrown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that is where bus fights really... Yeah. As much bus as you're fights. talking about, like, hip-hop fights yeah. and, like, MC beef, like, bus I'm fights. talking more about bus fights. <laughs> I think bus fights is the thing we should also bring back. I would watch a demolition derby with buses. Oh, yeah, totally. Dude, right? are you kidding me? Anyway, you can get back yeah, to the topic. Yeah, I mean, so, so up with our the... bus fights... Uh, influenced by ska as well. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm insinuating. That's like it's true. I would never claim anything I say is true. You should check the rock band fans have learned probably. that over the years. Um, so back to your topic yeah. at hand, though, Pope. So, so that's sort of the the, the first wave. You have it? no notes on this. No. So I'm shocked that you can remember anything. I'm a fan. As people are fans of like comic book origin things, I'm yeah. fans of like music origin things. I don't know why. Um, so then. Ska morphed into what was called Rocksteady. Yes, and actually I have an interesting thing about that. So there was a guitarist named Lynn Tate mm-hmm. yep. who uh, is credited um, as kind of making that, uh, that leap, I guess. Mm-hmm. Apparently he was in a session and decided they should, they're playing the song, he's playing the upbeats, and he said they should slow it down and play the song slower, mm-hmm. that's where the kind of slower, more reggae kind of upbeat came from. So yeah. Rocksteady sort of, if you had to define sort of like the bridge between like fast upbeat ska and what became reggae? Yeah. Well, yeah. Fallback reggae? Yeah, yeah. 
it's kind of it's more like a soul sounding i guess yeah um and i was lucky enough to play on a session with lynn tate a few years ago yeah yeah i wanted to how ask old is you like 26 27 <clears throat> me what no how old is he uh <laughs> How old is he now? Yeah. Uh, now he passed away. Yeah, he just passed away he, last he's year. He's pretty God, old. Well, you gotta, yeah. we got to prepare you for that so I don't look like a jerk. <laughs> well, so we can just erase that. No, 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 no leave it, it in. It's good. <laughs> it's good. But no, I thought that was a really cool thing. What what led to that? How did you... So I was in the band Mass Hysteria, and uh, the drummer, Eli Kessler, and uh, G- Generoso Fiera, who d- uh, runs the Ska Rock Study show on MIT Radio in Boston here, um, put to, wanted to put together a documentary of Lynn Tate and invited him down because he lives in, uh, lived in uh, Toronto, I think, at the time. And invited him down to Boston to play on this, like, session and do, like, a documentary on him, basically. And so they put together a band, and I was the guitar, one of the guitarists. Sweet. And we played with Lynn and just kind of came up with a couple songs. And that's crazy. It was really cool. And that's how you learn how to play the guitar. That's I, know, I didn't know how to play guitar before that. He taught me everything I know, basically. That makes sense. So who? So with that set, like, who was like writing the songs and stuff? Or what was the? What was it? Was there a singer? What was um, the end product of that? There was no singer. It was all instrumental stuff. Um, so it was more sort of like a a reason to do a documentary, almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, what a couple of the songs were written by. The drummer Eli Kessler yeah. and also the trombone player Andrew Fenlin of uh, American Idol fame. Okay, if you guys know what? who that is. <laughs> He's on American Idol. Yeah, it might. Uh... He's in the band. No, 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 no. He sings. He was a contestant. Kelly Clarkson, an infamous <laughs> contestant. I don't remember him. Why what was he infamous? Do? What did he do? Um, he did he play his trombone in the audition? <laughs> no, he kind of. He just had a whole thing going on. Really? Guys, yeah, if you haven't seen it online, you really should. <laughs> What's the name? What's the name? name? Andrew Fenlin. Andrew Fenlin? Yeah. Did he have like a shtick? Like sometimes on American Idol, they have like, oh, he's the rocker dude. They were like, he's like full of himself. (laughs) He's like that guy. That sounds right. Fenlin, F-E-N-L-E-N. L-O-N. L-O-N. That sounds right, though, that he'd be full of himself. (laughs) He's a Scott trombone player. (laughs) Those guys are jerks. Well, that was originally. I know. Then he was was actually in Eli's band as well. Oh, really? Uh, Then he started making uh, noise music. And that's Ah, kind of what he does now. And there you go. And does some interesting stuff. <laughs> anyway, a friend of mine. I don't, know, I don't know the man. I don't know the man. I'm not, I don't know him personally. If you haven't seen his uh, American Idol audition, I think he was on it last night, too, maybe. I, I don't know. Really? I don't know. Well, they, they started a back? new season last night with J-Lo and everyone's favorite grandmother, Stephen Tyler. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Stephen Tyler's fallen on some hard times. His face has fallen on some hard times. <laughs> his Literally. Music, his music's still great. His face. <laughs> not so much. No, I mean, he's, he's great. Yeah. Who's Stephen Tyler? Yeah. What are you? Why are you bailing out Steven Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> Make it sound like I can't have an opinion about Steven Tyler. No, I don't you speak. Can. I don't speak on behalf of harmonics. <laughs> okay. Oh wait, yes I do. <laughs> is that? Is this? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Cool. So what's the third chapter so, well, of your so, ska so, trilogy? Well, so so Rocksteady then moved into reggae, and everyone knows reggae. Everyone knows Bob Marley. Um, I did not know that ska was a predecessor to reggae, though. This is very informational. Yeah. See, yeah, I think it's see? interesting. This I think podcast it's interesting. is full of educational value. Um, we should call the ESRB and get an extra credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mention it. Then, then we'll have to put the thing on. <laughs> rating. Um, so then, uh, so reggae became came to the forefront. It was huge global force. Um, meanwhile, tons and tons of Jamaican uh, Jamaican folks emigrated to England. Right. <clears throat> and which is awesome. 
in the seventies, you have like the burgeoning, like the youth movement of the punk scene coming up. And, uh, like in the punk clubs, there were often, uh, reggae uh, DJs that would play reggae, ska, old stuff from Jamaica and expose this young white working class generation, this music that a lot of the music is about like social things, (laughs) social matters, politics, because it's very political music, reggae, especially, um, but it, it's also you can dance to it, really dancey. So it, it, it gained a real foothold in the punk community. <clears throat> You're talking about ska or reggae at this point? Ska, well, okay. both. I mean, they're, well, they're, sure, both, at this point, they were sort of like You're one of the them same. interchangeably, right? But they, I don't know if they're really interchangeable. They're different different styles, but you, like, like I don't think of you as being really able to dance to reggae as much as you can dance right. to ska. That's all. I, that's the only like thing groove. I yeah, you yeah, you gotta like you'll be the the. Yeah, the the douchebag at the show, like grooving right. to reggae, like with the biting your bottom lip, the weird, big weird, fake white guy <laughs> afro, white guy afro, and that weird net net hat. Thing. Yeah, you, you know, know what I'm giant, talking about. The soft beret, sure, it's a yeah. soft beret. It's a stretchy beret. Again, bringing bring sort of it back around to why I think we were people have about a white people, right? Well, yeah, exactly. We're tr- we started off with why it's sort of a maligned type of music, and I think this is part of the reason. Um, I think it's maligned. Oh, totally. Ska, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So out of the punk, the punk thing uh, came what was called the second wave. Um, so you have bands like the Specials, who are awesome. amazing. One of my favorite bands, um, the English Beat, in, oh, yeah. known as the Beat in England. But when, <laughs> there's apparently already a beat in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. So they were the English Beat over here. Um, the Selector. Selector. So, yep. Uh, Madness. Madness mm-hmm. is really great. Guys, you can't see it, but but Pope and Amin are just making out with their we just eyes. Shared, we shared a moment sharing with the selector. Names. It's super. Selector. It's super romantic. They both said selector, and then there's just a little glimmer of ska love. So That's second it. wave leaving. is probably my favorite, and and what I think is super appealing and super cool about it was, like I said, it was this this generation of white working class like kids in in England. Who took it upon them? Because it, it was a really, it was a really um, divided time. There, there was like this rising force of the what was it called, the National Front in England, which was basically a Nazi party, like Ugh. white white power party. That's you know. So was, there's was this rising, yeah, boo. Uh, we are taking a strong company stance against <laughs> Nazis. Guys can all agree on something. So, so the big thing about the second wave. Oh which also became called like the two-tone era um, was blacks and whites coming together and and, like joining bands together, making music together, both in race and in color palettes for their clothes. So it sort of informed a style too. Oh, the checkers. Um, But I love that about it. Like all these bands were like, you know, good portion black, good portion white. And it, (laughs) <laughs> what are you laughing at that for? Just the way you set that up sounded kind of funny. You're right. You're right. Good portion All black, portions bad portion white. <laughs> like, as if there's some sort of like a hate right. crime, ska love. Well, there was. On. There was. So, sorry. Well, well, keep going. I'll get into that. Keep going. Um, so I loved it, and and like, <laughs> as as sometimes political as as the first wave stuff was, this was like. At least with the specials, was like almost all like political, almost all. So yeah. it was like that punk ethos yeah, a lot of it was. without being like the Sex Pistols, um, and it, it's just really great. Like really, so they sort of amped it up a bit, made it really fast, still dancey. Produced um, by Elvis Costello. Pr- Elvis Costello produced the specials' first album, and it's like, hmm. if you want to have a party, I guarantee you if you put the the specials' uh, self-titled first album on, like people dance. It's so good from start to finish. Um, 
But that's the thing. Like even Elvis Costello's music, it, it crept into his repertoire a little bit. Mm-hmm. He has a few songs that are reggae, ska, yep. rock steady stuff. Um, the Clash also huge uh, influence. Um, <laughs> so a lot of those punk bands also had a lot of like reggae ska songs. Um, so anyway, that period is is my favorite, just because it's like a melding of sort of my favorite music with another one of my favorite music together. But I also really like the social message message of it, um, which I think we could still use today a lot. Um, unity, racial unity. U N I T Y. Desmond Decker. Desmond Decker. Oh yeah. Um, so s- that wave sort of came and went, as these things do. You sort of reach a critical mass. People get tired of it, I guess. All the bands break up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bands break up as they do. Did you uh, invite him in here because he knows a lot about <laughs> Sky Music or because he had that soundboard on his phone? Both. Okay. I told him I would, I, would, I would do the heavy lifting so he didn't have to talk a lot. So yeah, he brought so the soundboard. Yeah, so I could kick back and... Wow, V8 time. <laughs> I, just, I forgot to shake it first. Oh, gross. Oh, we're just screwing. all sludgy. Do the thumb thing. I found though. out today V8 no, has like 600 idea. milligrams of sodium per can. That's yeah, a lot. Well, because to make that much vegetable juice taste good, you got to pour like a can of salt in there. True. Maybe. True. Are you serious? But, yeah, it's <laughs> a lot heart, of sodium. Your heart is literally going to pound when yep. you're drinking that. No, there this goes is your blood eight, pressure. 80 milligrams. Well, that's because it's like a tiny fake can. Oh. Oh, How yeah. many servings are there? Like nine it's servings? One. Nine servings per can? All I know is what Twitter told me this morning. <laughs> did you tweet about drinking V8? Abby did. Abby and Webb did. Oh. So she's wrong. Whatever. Um, <laughs> second wave went away. Um, then was the third wave. So third wave is sort of weird because like you have bands like Bim Scalabim, a Boston band, mm-hmm. and they started like early '80s, which was pretty much when the second wave was still going strong. But they're sort of considered a third wave band, maybe the first third wave band. Um, but the most notable, obviously, is the Mighty Mighty Bostones. I would Woo! say. Our friends. Uh, I invite. I invited our coworker Ben show. to join, uh, but he does not like talking on the record at all. Um, What's that about? I don't know. He's nervous. Nervous Nelly. Call the front desk of Harmonics and ask for Ben. <laughs> <laughs> ask him some questions about Scott. <laughs> so, so as we touched on at the beginning, um, Third Wave was sort of the hallmark of it. Was sort of it was like pop punk with horns a lot of the times, um, which is fine, but I. Th- <laughs> Not so much my thing, not so much a lot of people's things. Um, like I said, I think the Boston's did it really well, and there were a lot of bands that followed that didn't so much. Or that had like a song or two here or there. Yes. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was the other thing. It was a big, like, one hit wonder sort of phase. Safe Ferris yep. and bands like that. Well, that's right. what happens. I mean, it all happened so fast, too, yeah. in like the late 90s. Like, 90s it was weird really with, popular. Like, with like music crazes. Like, Swing was big for yep. a year, big maybe. Band. Yeah, it was like Scott. Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. Yeah, big yeah. Brian, I was Brian in, I was no joke. I was in a swing band in a really? seventh grade in a big band. I did all the horn arrangements. I really liked uh, Brian Setzer. I was yeah, like big, thirteen big years old doing horn arrangements, covering Brian Setzer songs. <laughs> yeah, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy. So I think it was, it was part of the stupid part Rangers of the story. times. Yeah, <laughs> like super stupid. <laughs> but we also covered uh, Radar Love, which made me really excited. A swing when, version when of we, it. Well, no, no. We just oh. like we just had a horn <laughs> section. <laughs> right. We covered Five Fifteen by the Who nice. and Radar Love, and it was just like we. I mean, I was I was thirteen. I was in a cover band. It was like we didn't know how to write music. But we did like a terrible swing band, and I was just like, <laughs> it's, as it sort of became really awkward to like, we played our 17 swing songs, and I was like, we needed to play some new songs. What do I do? It's like, you want to play big band hits? And I was like, no, I want to play the Who. And then we did. Anyway, you were talking yeah, about trends and how they were terrible, but there were some decent bands there, in there. That's the just thing. Not there, like, there absolutely were, and yeah. I think, I think that's what gets missed. I think, as I was saying, like people do have a bad opinion of ska sometimes as like a gut reaction, and I think a lot of it is like 
those less less great bands. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there are bands like one of my favorites is the Slackers. Oh um, yeah, really good. And they did a more traditional uh, style, more more even more reggae. They a lot of jazziness to yeah. it. Um, but they're actually still around and they're still great. Um, at CMJ last year, we actually went to a bar with one of the guys from the Slackers DJs every every week. Huh. Really cool. Um, so they're definitely a band I'd recommend for third wave stuff. But um, and there's plenty of like fun pop hits, but they're not yes. like great ska classics. They're right, like movies, movie soundtrack songs that you enjoy. Yeah, um, and that came and went. <laughs> so, so those there are three waves. I've been predicting a fourth wave will resurge soon enough, uh, just because that's the way it's going. Keep dreaming. Like, that could actually no, make sense. <laughs> At, no, that can no, make it, sense it as will. a new thing. Well, because it's also sort of like you started hearing hints of it. In terms of just arrangements and tone, and like Lily Allen, and like Lily Allen, Spoon's last record had a lot more horns on it. Yeah, uh, things like that. I feel like arrangements of that scope are coming back. The yeah. less orchestral horns and more like pop horns. Yeah, yep. it's tasteful. Yeah, exactly. In a tasteful way, it's coming but to back, come back to sure. have it actually being fun dancing music that has a message. I'm not sure it'll cross. I'm not sure there's a place in music today. <laughs> music <laughs> yeah. that's not terrible club music. Yeah, nothing else. Sells. I mean, not, that's the thing. I don't. I don't know that it'll come back as like a commercial force. But I think I think there are still bands locally in every city. I think that have lingered, or are there are some new ones in Boston I've seen that. that yeah, have we come just up. actually played in D.C. and the opening band was a rock steady band. That's really? awesome. Yeah, that's cool. That was well. So I think Surprised. there's. I mean, and, and there's these shows of the older bands that still tour, and there's always a a pretty decent audience when I go. So I know there's still like a base of people that want that. Type and if of you want to see bad reggae, you can go down in the center of Boston on like any Saturday <laughs> afternoon and just be, see all white reggae band playing yeah. <clears throat> slowed grooves. Yeah. It's really bad. <laughs> go to JP. <laughs> J- go to JP. <laughs> but, um, stoner, stoner, slow funk. <laughs> it's definitely a really, it's a cool, it's a cool genre. If you like dancing music, if you want to, you know, learn, learn some, uh, some 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 new tunes. What I said it's also to... it's a history you can explore, and it's not yeah, it's not so crazy expansive that you couldn't really digest the majority of the influences in like a week or two, and sort of like through downloading and buying a couple yeah. records, like sort of understand where it's coming from. Yeah. Versus something like punk, which is a much shorter history, right. but like expanded into so many weird flat like it's so horizontal oh, it's so, that yeah. like or metal, for example, metal like too, you yeah. kind of can't like get into metal, quote unquote, without really. Like understanding the like yeah. the pantheon of of bad stuff. Right. It's the same thing. But I think any kind of music has its sort of '90s period. Like it, you know, you could say for every hair metal awesome act, for every Motley Crue, there is a Nelson. You know what I mean? Like there is <laughs> yeah. a period of like twins with blonde hair yep. playing <laughs> reggae or playing hair metal. I'm sure, there I think are that's right really now the somewhere in the world reggae twins. <laughs> Albino reggae twins. But it's sort of the thing where there's something for everyone. Like I I really like working to like old Desmond Decker stuff. It's just like. This explains why you get nothing done all yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Smoking doobies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Hey. It's a, it's a non-smoking office. Right. <laughs> I like that the, the audience is really slow. <laughs> yeah, the audience is on an FCC delay. <laughs> or like, is two studios down watching a feed? <laughs> this is terrible. Oh, but I also wanted to mention, you, you brought up, uh, we were talking about the racial thing. So, so there was... Um, a there's example. a lot of style attached. <laughs> there's a lot of style stuff attached to ska. Yeah. So um, part of part of the first wave was this whole thing with Rude Boys, where like um, the guys. Rude boy, boy, yeah. yeah, Rihanna. Yeah. <laughs> Bringing up the modern hits for the yeah. kids. <laughs> uh, it's still a term used today. Um, but it was like they would dress really, really slick, really dapper, in like suits yeah. and ties and like hats. Um, 
Jamaican mods. Yeah, yeah, it, that's yeah. the thing. It was mod, like it was like mod the mod culture. thing, exactly. Yeah. Um, but there was also a skinhead. Uh, oh. There's no. Well, that's the thing. There's a skinhead skin style. Sharp, sharp skinheads. That again was it was it was black guys in Jamaica. It came to England, and it was like the punk kids, and and it's like a style, you know, like whatever suspenders, boots, Doc yeah. Martens, all that. Um, but then when it, it was when it came to England, and that racist National Front side of things started to get into the music. They sort of took skinheadism, made it their own, and it made, you know. Appropriated the culture. You hear the word skinhead today, and you instantly think neo Nazi, you think awful stuff. But I it, think Edward Norton. Yeah. Instantly. There are still, like, you know, still like anti racist skinhead movements out there. Like, yeah. you'll go to these ska shows, and you'll see a couple of them. And even still, it's like, ugh, skinhead, because, like, you've seen, like, American History X or whatever. Yeah. But if you talk to them, they're like they're the most anti-racist people you could talk to. Yeah. So it's really they interesting. They will mess racists up. They will. That's the thing. They it's like confusing. to fight too. Yeah. <laughs> That's a common thread yeah, amongst all. They, they are violent. <laughs> the desire to fight. No. But um, I just wanted to mention that there, there's there's an interesting set of styles attached to uh, the music. Um, Bad Manners was a big second wave mm. band that that was a skinhead band. Um, big fat white guy. I can relate. <laughs> Big fat bald white guy. I would say that ska is one of the most stylized. Scott, Scott and punk are probably the most yeah. stylized. And then there's actually some overlap there. The most stylized kinds of music. I mean, I think that yeah. whereas rock has like for every Ramones you have a twisted sister. It's like <laughs> ska has like its phases of different yeah. styles, but it's actually pretty. Pretty much every ska band has a good looking thing to them. Yeah, Boston's wear suits. Boston's in- in- introduced the plaid thing. Yeah, plaid suits. Yeah. Bad and plaid. For better, yeah. For better, for worse. <laughs> they look great in it, but some of the other bands that adopted that are not. Don't yeah. do it as well. Um, anyway. I mean, did you have any bands you wanted to recommend to people to check out? Uh, like new bands? Any. Any bands. Uh, well, newer bands, I think, well, I was going to say the Slackers are awesome. Uh, the Agrolites are a really oh, yeah. awesome band from California. Tim Armstrong from Rancid recently. Agro with G's, right? Yeah. Agro, yeah. Yeah, so people can find it. Uh, Tim Armstrong recorded a... Uh, uh, a rock steady reggae ska album recently, and they were his backing band. I actually sent that to you. You should oh, check cool. it out. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Agrolites are really good. They're awesome. Um, and if anyone wants to get like into the older stuff, I think the Trojan box sets are a really good way to to do Tro- it. Trojan, not the Trojan, not the not the, not the uh, prophylactic. Yeah, not those guys. <laughs> Eric and I both know the <laughs> the family friendly term for Is protect that, yourself. Really, yeah. prophylactic. You can't say the. C- no, you, you can, can say, say whatever you word, want. I, just, can't it's, say I think it's a little. Um, I think it's a little. I mean, can you say that? I don't know if you, <laughs> you're allowed to. I'm not so sure you can. If that's how you start no one said it yet. Yeah. Let's just not say it. It's the elephant in the room now. Well, the big, the big prophylactic you, you elephant in the room. You wish it was an elephant in the room. <laughs> oh. uh, wait, 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 wait. That's my elephant noise. <laughs> I'm glad we brought a crowd. Yeah. yeah, let that ride all the way out to the end. I mean, don't don't fade that out. <laughs> Uh, yeah, my recommendations I've sort of already mentioned. Go ahead. Uh, no, he did it. That, oh, he no, did he it? I couldn't it. even hear it. Could you hear it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> it, was like, it was like a sassy. Um, Desmond Decker. Desmond Decker. <laughs> um, Toots and the Maytals for the early stuff. The Specials, English Beat, Selector, Madness. All those bands I, I really love. Um, newer stuff, yeah. Slackers, Boss Tones for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, people, uh, I mean, other popular bands from Third Wave, like Less Than Jake, I actually just saw them open for the Boston's at the uh, Throwdown this year. They were good. Um, Aquabats, they just put out a new album. Did they? Yep. Apparently, it's very good. I haven't heard it. They're fun. Um, Recommended. Yeah, Sight Unseen from Eric Pope. Yeah. Sight Unseen. Yeah. Just saying, you can check them out. Maybe they're good. Maybe they're not. 
ears, I've heard good things. Ears unheard? Here. That doesn't work. Ears unheard? Whoa. Yeah. Sexy. Whoa. <laughs> um, but yeah, let me know what you guys think. Um, I'd, I'd love to. Uh, we'll probably take this to the forum, sort of like we did with the hardcore podcast. We started a thread where we. Uh, Bring started us your ska. Yeah. And that's sort of the thing that people like about Scott, too. They have local bands that they were into yeah. that yeah. they'll share. Like, my brother-in-law actually was in an awesome band um, from Connecticut called Johnny Too Bad and the Strikeouts. Oh, isn't that band? Yeah. They're really good. Um, and that's the sort of thing. There are these weird localities around the country that have these great bands that never really got huge or anything. But, yeah. Bring it to the forums. Share your uh, faves. Tell um, us what we should have in rock band. Yeah, mm. yeah. Rock Band Network actually, the Slackers are in Rock Band Network. Did you know that? What? Cool. I didn't know. That. I did not know that. Yep. Um, That's killer. What's I think up? they are our that. first. Besides the Boston's, they're our first ska band. It's um. It's okay if you don't know. Uh, like put every a, day is Saturday or something. Maybe Fish could put a link to it. On the, that was on an album page. name, right? I don't know. Yeah, we'll check it out. Some good stuff there. Yeah. Um, but moving on, this is uh actually this Very is like exciting. the Eric Pope podcast, by the way. Yeah, this is like everything you love. If you put. <laughs> hats in this podcast which yeah. we did a little bit yeah um the dlc announcement this week is huge for me uh actually since like my first week at harmonics this is like i've pushed for this particular album which, it's a full uh, album and by you're the not way. someone who has a lot of no i have zero pull influence zero pull zero push but i've been pushing and like talking to the people like could this ever happen could we do this let's, let's do this album this is my favorite um he's been annoying people for years for years and it's finally happened, and I still sort of can't believe it. Uh, it has nothing to do with you, though, right? I no, mean, we, still, it's yeah, let me clarify. Coincidental. It's all coincidental. Before I we no... start saying the Pope is the one who decides the DLC. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't don't contact me with your requests. <laughs> Just don't. But, you uh, should announce it. Why did you give yeah, me the shit? Yeah, you should do it, because I've been doing all the talking. You should oh, announce. that's fair. But you're most excited My about it. Too. Well, you'll well, read them off, announce and then the we'll discuss. That's the title. All right, the title, so it's a full album. Yep. One of the top albums of all time. Yep. Look at Rolling Stone's lists. Yep. Rolling Stone voted this, I believe, the top album of the 1980s. That makes sense. Which was sort of controversial. Technically came out like the 79. last month of 79 yep. in England, I think. But then in the US, it they was They released it. Yeah, it's a double record, so. Double record. So the, the, the album is London Calling by The Clash. Ah! <laughs> yes. Yes. That's actually a yes. sample from the record. <laughs> that clapping sample. Um, it was a double album. Uh, one thing that, that, so Clash is my favorite band, we've talked about this, but they offered the album at a single album price, and the Clash themselves paid the loss to the record company, because yeah. they wanted the fans to get it for, for you know, like a regu Normal regular LP. price, yeah. which I think is a super cool thing. That's part of the, like, you can argue whether the Clash are a punk band or not, but that's sort of like the punk ethos of like, here, they'll take it, we don't, we're not in this for the money. I mean, of course, it's ended up being hugely successful for yeah. them, but... I think that's super cool. So read read off the track list. I will, and so I will. I will preface this. Well, so no, I'll wrap up. I think this is full album DLC, and I'll explain why that's a little controversial at the end. But, okay. Uh, so the songs on London Calling, if you don't know already, are starts with the eponymous London Calling, uh, followed by Brand New Cadillac, then Jimmy Jazz, Hateful, Rudy Can't Fail, Spanish Bombs, The Right Profile, Lost in the Supermarket. I love that song. Yeah. Clamp Down, The Guns of Brixton, Wrong Boyo. Death or Glory, Coca-Cola, The Card Cheat, Lover's Rock, Four Horsemen, I'm Not Down, and Revolution Rock. It's a huge, huge. album. And we have pro guitar and bass charting for London Calling, Rudy Can't Fail, Spanish Bombs, uh, Clamp Down, and The Card Cheat, and keys for 
All uh, the songs that have keys on Everything that has keys, yeah. which is like all but, I think, uh, six of them. Yeah, so that's a half. lot of that stuff. Now, the reason I said it's it's not – people will be maybe contending this is not full album DLC. And Steph and I – the best Steph and I went back and forth on this in the press release a couple times is that technically Train in Vain is on this record – but it's not listed on the right, record. It's a hidden, it's a hidden, hidden track. track on this on the last side of the record, uh, which I did double check on Wikipedia because yep. I looked at my liner notes and I didn't see it, and then I saw it on the track listing on Amazon. I got confused. Yep. So I looked it up, and yeah, it's not on the sleeve nor the label of the record itself. Uh, and there was a sticker indicating the track was a "Fix the Outer Self" and rapper. I believe so, the story was they finished the album, yeah, the album art, but then they added this song, and they didn't have any time to add it to the, right. The track so list. it's scratched in the vinyl on the runoff area on the fourth side of the album. So it's like literally they crammed every second of awesome. music onto that. Uh, but Train of Vain, we already already have in Rock Band, so yeah. you should already own that song. And you could say like, well, it's not on the disc, so it technically isn't like everyone has it. But it's like, but if you don't have Train of Vain, you're not shopping Rock Band tracks, right? So go get it. <laughs> Uh, but regardless of the listing, the official listing for London Calling, we have full album DLC coming out. Uh, well, I don't know how many albums this is, but we have a lot of full albums. This yeah, is, but this yeah. is maybe my favorite that we put out so far. Yeah, so people who might have been upset with the lighter weeks that we might have put out where it hasn't Shut been up. 20 tracks or whatever this is. Uh, here's a lot of tracks, One, guys. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, <laughs> 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. 18. 18 tracks. I love how long we have to wait for that yeah. to start. Yeah. It's like the, we can watch you in the studio queue up a sample. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to wait two seconds for it to play. Uh, so 18 tracks. And, you know, the weeks will ebb and flow. I think everyone's learned that Rock Band yeah. DLC is not a constant. It's, it's, it's it, not you a know, spout that right. we can just turn on and leave. We're always working, We're working at the same hard. pace. But sometimes we right. hold them back because, say, I don't know, they're all from the same album. And it's an amazing album. You should buy all 18 of them. Yeah. And 19 if you go buy the extra track. Yeah, this album. So... What's your favorite song on this record, Pope? That's tough. Um, well, it's not. It is, but it's here's not. Here's the thing. It's really easy. Rudy can't question. fail. Okay. Rudy can't fail is my favorite. That's great. Uh, that like- that has flip flopped with another Clash song for my all time favorite Clash song, which is uh, "Straight to Hell," hmm. which is an amazing song. We don't have it, uh, but uh, people should check that out. It's like it's it's crazy. It doesn't sound like anything else they've done. Um, it's their last album, basically, too. Yeah. But um, this album. Like I said, you can argue whether the Clash were a punk band or not. Yeah, um, doesn't really matter. But uh, <laughs> they this is sort of the album that sort of set them apart from that punk movement. Right. Um, there's such a range of musical styles on this. Um, it broke the simplicity pattern. It really did. And and like um, Jimmy Jazz is like this weird, very weird, trippy jazz song. Um, Brand new Cadillac is a rockabilly song. Um, you've got Rudy Can't Fail, which is like a ska song, um, with horns and everything. Um, Lost in the Supermarket is almost like a pop. Lost like in a, this, yeah. like a pre-New Wave song. Yeah, totally. Um, the, the, the title track, I think everyone would be most likely to know, but it's so good. It's like, what, what I like about it is, so it's this new era, right? It's the 1980s, um, Reagan is just taking over office, like. In America. In America. In America. Um, but you've got Thatcher in England. Um, so London Calling, the, the subject matter is very apocalyptic. It's like end times sort of stuff. Um, oh, yeah. We'll wrap it no, up. Keep talking. Yeah. You, the, the, the genius of radio is that I can show you how much time we have left. You don't have to stop talking. <laughs> Oops. Oh, um, is there not enough time? Should well, you're we waving at me. Um, <laughs> so it's sort of, in my opinion, uh, the song and the album are sort of like a, 
a, a sea change. The punk movement, as it were, is sort of dead at this point. Um, post-punk, new wave, all that stuff is already in, sort of starting in full force by 1980. So it's, it's, it's really rock writers like to use the word seminal, which mm. I think is kind of gross. <laughs> Prophylactic. But it's a, it is a seminal album. Um, <laughs> even if you don't know it, I would say buy the album and then you're going to want to get it in rock band. It'll be really fun to play. Or buy the rock band and you want to get it in real life. Yeah, yeah. But I'm very excited, One as you can tell. them to spend money in our marketplace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're terrible at sales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Use the rockband.com website. Um, it'll if you want. link you to downloads to buy, right? I don't know. Uh, awesome. But this yes. is maybe the greatest week of DLC in Pope's life ever. It so absolutely is. Yeah. Celebrate with him and make sure he <laughs> continue to have the terrible influence that he has yeah. in other areas of the company. Yeah. 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 Um, Thanks, thanks for joining, guys. This Thank was, you. Uh, I think, it was a good Thank discussion. You. I'm sure certain people will like it. I hope they'll find it interesting, informative, and fun. And chat with us. Let us know what you think. Yes, NPR style. We'll end with the quiet. Yeah. Let us know. Let it, give us your feedback. Give us your feedback. It's, it's yeah. viewers like you, <laughs> listeners like you, listeners like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, is that a sad one? Was that a disappointed one? Uh, that was a sad, that was a sad one. Oh. Anyway, so they kind of both down the same. Room. So well, we'll call it call it a day. Yay! Uh, All right, thanks yeah, everybody. See you in two weeks.